ladies and gentlemen? No, the world was not ending when the Bruins lost three games in a row. I swear. Are you sure? I think you're lying. Yeah, I'm lying. And we're back. The world ended. Um, The Bruins Mm -hmm. just... I don't know. They're just... They're done. What, What can you say other than that? They're just done. How... How can we go forward with the Bruins only thirty nine seven and five? I trick question. You can't. There's nothing left to do. There's just there's no point of even talking about it. You know. Nope. Just so we're gonna talk about whom? What could we talk about? That's not the Bruins. uh, Dallas Cowboys. Sorry, you cut out there. What? Oh, you don't want to talk about the Cowboys? Perfect. That, that's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. For sure. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we're we back. It's, I don't know, it's been like two weeks, I think. It's basically what it was, which, you know, it is what it is. And uh, the Bruins were when five and three since... We last recorded. Those three, yeah, those three were three straight, which was losses to Tampa, Florida, and Carolina. I mean, Florida was an overtime loss, but um, that game should that... not have gone to overtime. Oh, <laughs> Only loss you could. Well, I guess you could be mad about all three because they're all technically winnable. But that Carolina game was kind of the outlier. Yeah, Florida games were. We're good. They should have won both, in my opinion. But they, hey. they absolutely should have had that Florida game. There's just yeah, like what, uh, what was it? Pasta scored with how much left? I I want to say it was forty six. I can I can pull it yeah, up. So, something like that. But I mean, oh, sorry, he off. scored with forty nine seconds to go, and then Barkov scored with Changes three everything. seconds to go, and then Sam Reinhardt scored seventeen seconds into overtime. I mean, though, like, so the Bruins for, like, all season, actually, have had every, I don't know if I want to call it lucky bounce, but everything's gone their way. So, you know what? Oh, Fine. yeah. It may, they can fluke out of a couple here and there. It was January. So, making things right with the hockey gods before April, right? Because <laughs> I'm totally not scared that this is 2019 Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, they're uh, they're currently on pace for sixty two wins. Mm, good. Which, uh, if uh, anyone remembers, that is that is the NHL record. That is what yeah. Tampa had. Yeah. So. But I don't. I've I've seen some people saying that oh the Bruins are are you know I don't know what the word is. Bruins could be that team, or Bruins look like they're that team that could lose like that. But I just, I mean, you look at Tampa in 2019, I mean, besides like Stamkos and Hedman, you know, the players that were on that 2015, was it 2015 when they made that run to the finals? I think so, yeah. Blackhawks, but they were a very inexperienced playoff team. And Bruins, you know, aren't that. So you would you would you would like to think that they would be able to avoid that, but hey, still got to play the games. So yeah, I mean, 
it's it's a completely different game come playoff time. Mm-hmm. Regardless, but uh, it's not playoff time yet. So it's frankly, <laughs> unfortunately, not. <laughs> uh, so frankly, I'm not losing sleep over. Oh well, the, the hypothetical that they're gonna get swept by Columbus. Well, I mean, they're not gonna get swept by the Colum- by Columbus in the, in the playoffs. I can I can tell you that, but Buffalo, they're coming. Maybe. Playoff started today would be Pittsburgh. That seems like a trap. Yep. But hey, playoffs don't start today. I just I I'm just glad that you know because the news is that Nebraska is gonna uh, be back post All Star break, so we got through the you know three four weeks or whatever of what was a lot of Craig Smith on the top line and you know good job Bruins you made it through I don't I don't even know if his points went up at all in that span I'm going to be honest um but but we made it through I guess he had he has uh 5 points uh in the new year good, good. so you know improvement <laughs> And I guess the games that he started on the first line, he did not finish because his time on ice is like 10, 12 minutes a game. So. Mm. Jeez, he played five minutes in the Winter Classic. He he was just there for fun, there for the experience. Yeah, just taking in the view. Gotta yeah. respect it. But. um, How much is he making again? What? Isn't it just three or three point one? That was oh yeah, it's three point one a year. Just yeah, yeah, just that. Regardless, uh, honestly, you know, especially going into the All Star break, we didn't really think it'd be worth it too much to talk about like each of the past games individually, seeing as well the Bruins aren't playing hockey for another. What, 10 days after this so it's not like gonna be i imagine they'll be playing a bit different in that saturday start at 3 30 in the first game completely back, makes which, sense it's not random what at all. is that it's not random <laughs> at all come on man <laughs> what is that start and then and then the week after that they play a saturday game against the islanders at 5 p.m what what are those start yeah. times <laughs> that's yeah, it's weird, but whatever. Um, yeah, so important stuff that we have missed in the last two weeks: David Poshnok, Lena Solmark, and uh, Montgomery are all going to the All Star Game, which good for them. Reserved. Glad they're All Stars. Kind of wish they just had the break, but you know, Hallmark could maybe maybe use a bit of rest so he's not overworked. Although Swayman has absolutely turned his season around, so yeah, like one one of the big things I've been hoping to see is more Swayman starts, mostly just for the reason of give Allmark some break because like barring a massive change, Allmark is the game one starter come April, and yeah. 
that's not anything against Swayman, but you know, Almark's I mean, been okay. A lot of goalies in this league that would start over Almark. So. I I would start zero of them over Almark this season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Um, oh, oh, come on! I'm trying to think of a meme goalie. Keith Kincaid. I said meme goalie. So. Uh, Brandon Bussey. Dude. Meme goalie. Uh, meme goalie. <laughs> okay, okay. No, I got nothing. There's, there's no meme goalies. Those don't, don't exist. Okay. Uh, Jonas Johansson. Yeah. Actually, no, Matthew Berlin. There you go. The uh, hey, oh, yes, yes, yes. The, the emergency goalie that came in for the Oilers. Hey, he that has never cool. let an NHL goal in. So can't argue that. One save. On one shot. It's perfect. He's the guy. Actually, Tim. Yeah, if if you sort by uh, goals against with no filters on the games played uh, for the NHL, it's Jonas Johansson and Matthew Berlin at zero goals against, like, or like goals against average. Uh, and then it's mm-hmm. Keith Kincaid at one, and then Linus Allmark at 1.9. <laughs> and you get another, you get another three played. players that are that have played two two in nine games before you get Jake Ottinger and like actual <laughs> real goalies after that. Oh, Mark's been okay. He's yeah. I just what are your what are your expectations for for the All Star game and everything? Um How much of know. it are you going to watch? Three, uh, compared to the skills competition? Not a lot. I'll probably watch a little bit of that. but Yeah. Even the skills I competition I mean, the three three is kind of going to be... Fun, but they need I don't know. to do something different because like, having the skills competition be only open to those who are voted or selected to the All-Star game is kind of... Ridiculous. Does an MLB can't players who aren't an All Star be invited to the Home Run Derby still? I That's think so. Thing, yeah. Right? Yeah. So why not let like I, who who shoots hard? Let's just remember when we were all going crazy because Colin Miller could shoot a puck hard. Yeah. Like say a player like that who would never be to an All Star game but can really hammer the puckers, a super fast skater. Just invite him to that competition. Maybe they'll turn it down because they want to go be on a beach somewhere and you. Can't argue that, but I mean, you gotta add some flair because, no offense, but I mean, how many players get over 100 miles an hour on the uh, hardest shot? Like two. Yeah, it's it's a and surprising no amount that don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just make it interesting a little bit, but hey. Yeah, it, it really just every year it feels like the same thing it's just there's different sponsors attached to it yeah, oh yes it's the, the honda accuracy <laughs> challenge mm, yes the what's what's the new one by chipotle there's a chipotle one i think so hold on sneak peek at the chipotle nhl pitch and puck challenge what does that even mean i, I think it's something so remember how in vegas how they had 
the fountain there. See, that was good, or the idea there was good. The execution, we don't talk about, but the idea there was good. Yeah. Where, where the is NHL the... put out a YouTube video three hours ago. Former Florida Panthers player Sean right. Thornton and Keith Yandel <laughs> test out the new Chipotle NHL Pitch and Puck Challenge ahead of the 2023 NHL All-Star Skills, presented by DraftKings Sportbook. Yeah, you remember when the NHL absolutely did not want the Las Vegas Aces because it implied that there was a relation to gambling? And now every single thing is sponsored by gambling sites? Yep, someone showed them the dollar signs for gambling sites. They said, oh! Every, like, fifth post on the NHL's, like, Instagram and Twitter accounts is, oh, look at the odds tonight on this random sports book. (laughs) Like, yep. I don't care. Anyways. Yeah, the, the All-Star game, it, this discussion happens every year. Just, I, I don't know what exactly they can do more, but just, just change something. Like, I, I'm sure I might put it on in the background while doing something else, but that's probably going to be about it. Like, I'm not going to be watching... Like the game or the skills competition too, uh, too intently. It's kind of just one of those things. No like, scouting. Yeah. Nah, I mean, we already know that. Oh god, I can't even think of an all star to make that joke with. I, I honestly, some of the all star rosters this year, I was like, huh. Well, at least it's not the Pro Bowl with some of those selections. I don't know what you're talking about, man. Tyler Huntley and his two passing touchdowns <laughs> deserves to be there. That right, that was right. the most insane one. I have a friend who's a Ravens yeah. fan, and he just messaged being like, how in the world? <laughs> this dude sucks. It's like, yeah. Oh, it's like, oh, yeah. Josh Allen can't be there? Mm, okay, Ravens backup QB. Like, honestly, Lamar Jackson would have been a better choice. Even though he was hurt for all the year. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it's to it's a every, every sport is so good at marketing themselves. Oh, of course. Clearly, some better than others. We're not going to name names. <clears throat> but uh, next up, I guess. Um, I don't remember what game Nosik got hurt in. But he got hurt in the game. Yeah. Uh, he's being reevaluated in, I guess now it'd be like two and a half weeks. So I, that normally means he'll be back. Whenever whenever a team says reevaluated in, in like X amount of weeks, it's norm- they normally come back, what, like a week after that? I feel like that's always what it is. So yeah. he'll probably be back by the end of February slash start of March. And in his place, the Bruins have been, well, putting, you know, Smith everywhere and around the lineup. Um, and also, they've called up, well, I guess Greer has also come in more consistently. Uh, and they've had uh, Jonah Koppinen come in, Mark McLaughlin come in, and now today they had Jacob Locko come in. Just... Bringing up the up the dudes in Providence, seeing what they got, and yeah, Locko, I thought had a solid game tonight, which I feel like I've thought every time he's come up and played with the Bruins, but definitely, you know, 
whether the Bruins are ever going to commit to him actually playing. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe in a few years. Yeah, like maybe by 2027. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Fair. And then also, they, they did try to bring up uh, Vinny Letieri. I genuinely oh. don't know how to properly pronounce his name. And then he got hurt in the first Bruins practice he was a part of and has a sprained ankle. That sucks. Yeah. He has, he has 37 points in 41 games in Providence. And I imagine he probably would have been in tonight over Loco, given that. And then, yeah. Got hurt in practice. Brutal. So. Uh, next up, then. What is... uh? What's up with the Bruins' power play? It it kind of has just been like a four or five oh. game stretch thing, but it's still just like, what are what is happening there? Yeah, and those three losses, I I counted it up Sunday night. I think they were zero for thirteen in those three games. Yeah. Um. Very unusual. Very surprising. Um. Did they try unplugging and plugging it back in? Did they put it in rice. I mean. Yeah, no, that that's very strange to see. I don't, I mean, yeah, I don't, I, I don't even know what to say. You know, I I feel like every year they they kind of have, you know, struggles like that. Yeah, pretty uh, much. Every I mean, every, every team does. That's yeah. that's just the nature of the dumb rubber disc sport. But yeah, it was just the timing of it. I think. Where they are playing Tampa, Florida, Carolina, you know, good yeah, hockey teams. Ideally. And then that happens at the same time. It's like, well, yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to squeak out wins, you know, when you're when you're playing those guys and the power play is awful. So I'm not really concerned or anything at all yeah. about it. As I, you know, also wasn't concerned about the Bruins Losing three in a row. It was funny, though, because uh, I'm pretty sure it was literally last episode where I was like, you know, I think there was a question or something. You brought something up where it was like, you know, or it might have it might have been the Bruins like lost like one game or something in that span. And it was like, oh, should we be worried about X loss? It's like, no, talk to me when they lose like four or five in a row. And then they almost got to that point. And I was very nervous that we would have had to talk about four in a row today but yeah uh luckily that didn't that didn't save us from that thanks yeah that's the only reason we wanted them to win yeah of course but also uh (laughs) the uh bruins power play is still sixth in the league despite the recent stretch you know like i think yeah the oilers power play is is at 32%, and the next closest is Ottawa at 27. Mm. They have a 5% lead. That's the same distance between number 2 and number 17. Just, you know, don't look at the Oilers' goals against. Oh no, I can only... Well, they keep playing that... Well, I keep reading his name. Guy from college, the e-bug. 
maybe that'll go down. Ooh, true. They should... Honestly, yeah, if they just bring in a new goalie every game, it might work. It's funny, though, because you see... Uh, I mean, you saw it way back with... Uh, oh, what was his name? David Ayers. When he came oh, yeah. in. Carolina tried so hard to not let a single shot get get through them. <laughs> That's a good way to practice your defense. Get the yeah. bug in there, tell them you need to help this guy out, and then they'll just, you know, block everything. Shut everything down. So. I can only imagine that, though, like... Like they're, I guess they well they have a obviously an e bug for every game. Who usually just sits in the stands. But then you're told, yeah, you'll be backing up the whole game. Okay, you'll be on the bench. And then and just getting told like with ten minutes left in the game, get yourself ready. You're gonna go in with two minutes. Yeah, I mean, like, hey, what? it's like it's it's a really good thing by the Oilers to do. Oh, absolutely, that that was that was very cool. Especially when they, I mean, the Blackhawks are like a ECHL team, so. Yeah, it's not like... They built up that lead and <laughs> said, hey, let's have some fun here. Yeah, it was it was literally 7-3 when, when he came in. So, you know. I... Uh, do you know who, who shot the puck at him? Uh, I'd be interested to see if that was possible to find out. Actually, that that is definitely this. possible. Yeah, I can I can find that. Um, that be this way. Uh, who Caleb Jones. Wait. Oh, it, it was, well, it was I just Caleb watched to make a save against number eight. Who's number eight on the Blackhawks? Oh well, the the official NHL like uh play by play says Caleb Jones number eighty two snapshot saved by Matthew Berlin. So. Oh well, I. <laughs> I I just saw number eight, who is Jack Johnson. Take a shot. <laughs> I, okay. I I hope it was no, I hope it was what? Jack Johnson then. Me too. But I, we we roll. Yeah. Um, I guess that can bring us to the more recent stuff. Mm-hmm. Which is a certain event that took place. Well, I guess a. Uh, there, there were multiple things that took place uh, yesterday uh, and today on Twitter from a certain Brad Marchand. <laughs> um, and I guess it, it even did start with the shut your pie hole Craig tweet, which, you know, why he did it, no one knows. A reporter even asked him, and he was like, yeah, I just felt like it. Which, you know what? Fair. It's... It's funny to then see that reporter, you know, say that that was like a weird thing to do. But it's also like, if if you want the NHL to be more interesting, and for players to have a personality, then then why are you? What? Why are yeah. you upset when when players are having a personality and just literally trolling on Twitter? Like, what? What? What's 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 the issue? Imagine if a Leafs player had that kind of character. Oh, they'd be the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah, imagine like doing that on like the ice, and like being like an aw- well, okay, he's not an awful player, but being just a bad player on the ice, and then 
have everyone complain, oh man, why is this dude not getting any calls? And then you see that said that same player embellished like three times in the same game and go, why is he not getting any calls? <laughs> yeah, and then have... And then have him the rub blood on say, his hey. face. Yeah. Plus, I don't even think he was actually cross-checked in the face. I, no, he was I've not. I've that several times. If anything, maybe a yeah. glove got him. But when his head hit the ice, I'm pretty sure it's his visor that cut him on the nose. Yeah. Like, I think so... you see it was Carlo, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, like, Carlo, I think, gets his, like, hand, like, his uh, left hand, like, sort of up towards Bunting's face. But there is no way that was enough force to have Bunting jump back like he got shot. Like, come on. At least try to make it look real. Yeah, Yeah, and, like, when the third period started, Sportsnet... The announcers, I forget the main, the Leafs guys, what his name is, uh, the color guy, not the play-by-play. He was the main guy with what's-his-name before he retired a couple years ago. Oh yeah, I know I know what you mean. You I... know the guy I'm talking about. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, even he, they showed a highlight from, like, I don't know, some game earlier this season where Bunting clearly dove but still got the call, and then uh, he proceeded to score on the ensuing power play <laughs> and then then they showed the stuff from tonight and they're like well you're not gonna you know get the calls when you're diving refs take note of that blah 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 and it's like oh wow you you're actually saying he dives okay i love it so hey isn't it nice to see you know a little bit of you know uh what's it called you know like holding their feet to the fire i guess you're like, hey, you dive. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I mean, hey. Refs are the only reason the Bruins won that game, right? Yep. I mean, there's... What other possible reason could the could the Bruins have beat the Leafs 5-2? to two? Exactly. Just doesn't, it doesn't seem nothing right to me. Nope. The Bruins had uh, two expected goals, by the way. According to Money Puck. He scored five. <laughs> Pierre Engvall had 0.65 expected goals. Wait. Two, okay, Pierre Engvall had 0.65, Pontus Holmberg had 0.49, and Kelly Yarncroft had 0.44. They needed to win that game, especially Toronto didn't have Matthews, so... Oh, yeah. Hey. Thank you, thank you, Linus. Yeah, he's I like that guy. He's 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 pretty good at that tending goal stuff. Bruins going from Tim Thomas to Tukarask to Linus Elmark. Yep, and then you know you can without getting too far ahead of yourself, you can you know kind of be excited about what may be the future of Jeremy Swayman. So it's mm-hmm. you know it's hey it's yeah, decent. Uh. Let's just say you're not the, uh, what team would you say has gotten the worst goaltending this year? Seattle? I mean, yeah, obviously. Well, the Canucks, I, I, I guess. Um, well, well saved above expected. Uh, Spencer Martin, negative 18.6. Thatcher Demko, negative 11.2. Yeah, I keep seeing a bunch of trade talk about Demko, and I'm like, obviously, like, he should be a decent goalie, but, and... 
it's not like the Canucks are really doing much for him. But yeah, he has an 883 save percentage in 15 games. 3.93 goals against Isn't there average. a playoff series in the bubble where he just was otherworldly? And, you know, we thought maybe that was his uh, coming out party. Yeah. Uh, that was. I can't remember who that was. Was that against Dallas? They lost eventually, but. Uh, yeah. I he... can't remember. It's who cares? It's not even. Oh no, it's Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, Vegas. Vegas. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he had he had three starts. Two on forty three. <laughs> a shutout with forty eight saves, and then allowed one goal on thirty four shots. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and then what was his numbers last year again? Last year? Uh, 9.15. He had back-to-back seasons of a 9.15 save percentage, and now he's 883. Um, poor fella. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't feel bad for Vancouver because Vancouver. Oh, I yeah. I feel bad for and, Thatcher Demko. Yeah, the <laughs> entire organization is, um, yeah, that questionable. Was, we, uh, poor Bruce Boudreaux, by the way, real quick. I, I mean... mean what are you talking about? It is, coach has it is all his fault, ever. and he deserved to have that be dragged out. And I no, that would like, what are you uh, doing, Canucks? I <laughs> I don't even think they knew. <laughs> no, honestly, like it. But hey, he handled the a really tough situation and scenario really well and then the bruce there it is chance and then yeah someone sent him a jersey with the bruce there it is on the back <laughs> so i mean bruins really sent the canucks into kind of like what happened with the uh sabers post uh lucic and ryan miller <laughs> so see how long it takes them to recover yeah Uh, next up, then. I mean, that started with the Marshall stuff, and I mean, yeah, he he replied to a few people on Twitter. <laughs> the 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 biggest one was him replying to Steve Dangle, which I thought was good. Steve's comeback, you know, could have been better, but oh, it was a valiant attempt, we'll say. And then Marshawn went out today and put up zero points. And the Bruins still scored five goals. So I'm not complaining. I just thought it was really funny. I Like in my head, I was like, I mean, Marshawn's t- definitely going to score tonight, right? Like it's got to. Especially after that first shift where the top line had him at a couple good chances right at right to open the game. And I thought, okay, yep, this is going to be like a five point Marshawn game. But <laughs> hey. Only thing I'm mad about is that Trent Frederick didn't introduce himself to Michael Bunting. True. That's the only thing. Which I guess they know each other because Michael Bunting kicked Frederick last game anyways. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. We only care about missed calls when it affects the Leafs, okay? Oh, yeah, true. Come I mean, there's now. there's no other teams, right? No. God, no. Uh, all right, then... Let's talk about the trade deadline, Bo Horvat trade, stuff like that. Now, obviously, it is still a uh, little ways away from the actual 
trade deadline. 30 days. Exactly? I think so. I think that's what Sportsnet said earlier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's March 3rd. So, yeah, that makes sense. Trade deadline's February. March 3rd. Oh, that's right. It's February. Yeah. <laughs> Short month. I always uh, always forget that one. Yep. So, we're, we're, we're a month away from the trade deadline. Uh, Bo mm-hmm. Horvat was traded, what, two days ago? Or was that you? Or was that literally yesterday? I don't that was a... yesterday, I think. Sure, I I believe you. I just don't have a basis of time. <laughs> uh, no, I I I I feel you there. Actually, no, it was Monday. It was two days ago. Damn. It was. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. That. So, yep. uh, Vancouver trade Bo Horvat to the Islanders for Anthony Beauvillier, Adirati, and a protected first round pick. Now immediately you look at that and go Okay, that's that's I like I I have a hard time deciding if that's like a lot to give up or not. Um Horvat is a very good player, but with no guarantee of an extension. That that's kind of the Yep. thing. No. Also, before we get into like from Bruins perspective, from the Islanders perspective, that's this trade is dumb. If they go out and they go make the playoffs and they do something, yep, sure. But they are currently sixth in the Metro. They're like yeah, tenth they're in the two East. Two points out of a wild card, but it's I like mean, yeah, two points out. Sure, but Pittsburgh and Buffalo, who are both ahead of them, they have games in hand. So it's they they're gonna have to. I mean, Isles have always been a team that can't score but can defend, so maybe getting Bo Horvat, who's having a good year scoring, will help, but... And they also have... Isn't Sorokin, like, unbelievable this year? Yeah, he's been really good. Oh. Because Isles fans haven't <laughs> shut up about him on any Allmark post. <laughs> but, I mean... I, Sportsnet also said... To, I mean, it wasn't any of their main you know, Hockey Night in Canada analysts, but in between they're like, well, I mean, still a month to go until the trade deadline. Who knows? If they're not going to make the playoffs, they could flip them. If they if they don't think they're going to get an extension done too. So it'd be like, ooh, that'd be really ugly. Yeah, because you're not going to get more back. No, definitely like, you're, not. Or you're maybe not going to even get equal value. Like, I guess maybe sure, you're get trying a to like... Pick, but... Yeah, from... Which will be, you know, 20 to... You know, pick number yeah. twenty to thirty more than likely, because mm-hmm. you're trading oh. him to an actual contender. But yeah, I mm-hmm. don't know. It's it just did not make sense for the Islanders to do that in my mind. But it is what it is. I mean, I would I would hate to see them miss the playoffs and then have Horvat walk. That would suck, man. I. Honestly, yeah, I would hate if the Islanders just missed the playoffs and then, oh, look, Horvat doesn't resign with them. The Bruins do the thing and then, you know, maybe maybe someone leaves and then go, oh, hey, look, this Bo, Bo Horvat guy's available. Why don't we just sign him? And then, oh, look, he's a Bruin. Sure would be a shame. Who do you think makes the wild card? Let's just assume that the top three in both divisions stay the same, and then you got Washington, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Islanders, and you know we can throw Florida in there for fun. Out of those teams, who do you think makes the wild card? Pittsburgh, Buffalo. 
That's what I was gonna say too. I just I would that would be so cool. If if the Caps make the playoffs, they're losing in the first round. I think both Pittsburgh and Buffalo have more upset potential than than the Caps do. Because mm-hmm. I feel like you always know what you're gonna get out of the Caps and at least Yeah. You know, at least Buffalo would be incredibly unpredictable in the playoffs because has anyone on that team played a playoff game? <laughs> Maybe Craig Anderson. Opposo, yeah. Has Craig Anderson, uh, <laughs> like, right? Like, I guess Alex Tuck. And I was saying that as kind of a joke, but honestly, looking at this roster, there's not many guys. And Pozo hasn't played a playoff game since 2015-16 with the New York Islanders. Jeez, yeah. So I like that guy. He's a. He's I mean, a shit. He's getting paid six million dollars to basically enjoy pre-retirement in Buffalo the last several years. So good yeah. for him. But yeah, no, I I want to see Buffalo make the playoffs. Maybe maybe it'll happen. I feel like the more that we talk about it, the less likely it is to happen. No, it's every time, you know, we saw it. What year was it where they started out unbelievable and the Sabres had that started from the bottom now we're here, then they missed the playoffs. Anytime they get any sort of national attention, off the rails. It's done. So Yeah, it's also uh, not it's also not a good sign when you say, Oh yeah, like an incredible start by the Sabres when that didn't that literally happen like two years in a row? And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. Hey, I mean, this is more sustained than anything else that they've had recently, though. So. Oh, absolutely. And you know, another team though, where I guess you're questioning goaltending. I mean, uh, yeah. U- Uko Pekka Lukanen is young and inexperienced, and he hasn't been that great. Although he's just rookie of the month, right? Uh, yeah. So maybe you got something there, but Craig Anderson kind of been bad this year, and then Eric Comrie is Eric Comrie. So hey. I mean, we say it every year. Goaltending gets hot, you never know. So, hey, I'm looking forward to some crazy matchups, hopefully. Some of these series sound like a snooze fest. Like, I'm looking at the West, um, Winnipeg and Minnesota. Oh, that is so painfully boring. Does not sound fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Winnipeg, Minnesota. At least, like, yeah, yeah, LA, Vegas would be fun. Yeah, Seattle, Edmonton would be fun. Colorado, Dallas would be fun. Jeez, Colorado. Are the Flames going to make the playoffs? I have no idea. That that one team is going to miss that shouldn't. Yeah, Calgary. I, I mean, Colorado's been hurt all year. They're gonna, they're gonna end up in a division spot, I think. But yeah, well, I think as they're one point behind Minnesota, but anyways. Um, yeah, I mean, Calgary's been... Calgary, let's just leave it at that. Um, but, yeah, hey, I wouldn't be surprised if the Flames have the odd, odd team out. But Huberto has 33 points in 47 games. Yeah, doesn't he have, his, like... His $10 million extension starts next hasn't year. Hasn't even kicked in, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe he'll turn it around. A big change going from Florida to beautiful Calgary. <laughs> yeah, and I guess, you know, with uh with the coach in Calgary, 
you're not offense first, but uh still you this would is think Bruce Cassidy's you fault. Oh, that's true. As we all know, Bruce Cassidy, Sterile Sutter. But I... Although for the East the East playoff matchups I do like a lot more. Yeah, no, for sure. Boston, Pittsburgh, Toronto, Tampa, Carolina, Washington, and Devils, Rangers. Carolina, Washington is a 4 nothing sweep, but other than that, it's a pretty good series. I say that, and then Washington's going to go out and just sweep or something, but, you know. <laughs> That's not until April, so no one will remember there this take. Go. Surely. Yeah. Sure. Uh... But yeah, uh, in terms of the Bruins' outlook for the deadline, because there was a lot of conversation with, about, oh, what are the Bruins going to do? Oh, the Bruins should have done that. Oh, the Bruins shouldn't have done that regarding the Horvat trade. How are you? What, what are you feeling? I don't know. Um, what what would you say would be the a Bruins comparable for that trade? A uh, first, obviously, probably Zaka. A lot of people are comparing Bovillier to. Debrusque, but I think Zaka's maybe more fair. I don't. Yeah, it's a I don't know. I feel like Debrusque is. Yeah, and even Zaka's probably better than Bovillier, but and then Lysel, I guess. Even though I don't know, that Raddy yeah. was a couple of years ago pretty much the consensus number one in that draft last year. Well, probably not number one because oh, he was up there. Yeah, but Shane Wright. Shane Wright was also the number one, but it it was like Wright and Raddy, yeah. And then Raddy fell to the second round. I think it was like pick fifty or something. Yeah, which is I think I think the Islanders had a good pick there, but oh yeah, no, no, Vancouver's got a good good player there. But I mean, that's that's a fairly decent return for for Vancouver to get. I mean. Islanders maybe giving up much and le- too much unless they are able to extend him, which I mean sounds like they're going to be in talks. They're both open to. Obviously, the Islanders are <laughs> or yeah. what I read wants to have the conversations. So hey, um, I don't, I didn't see a way for the, the Bruins to get him at all this deadline. I thought that'd be a summer move, you know, if they signed him, but. Whether that happens, I guess, is uh, we'll see. But I don't know. I also have a question for you. I, I, you like Everyone's like, oh, the Bruins should only get like a small depth move. They can't make any big move because it'll risk the chemistry and they'll be screwed. Well, what, do you, what do you think about that? What, what do you... I, I just, I cannot buy into that. Like, no. Coil, when he came in in 2019 and Johansson as well they were both great on that on that stretch run and then that playoff run Taylor Hall when he came in great (laughs) like great the Bruins like I've I've said this enough Don Sweeney awful in free agency great at the deadline yep I I don't think it's it's that much of a worry to bring in to bring in a really good outside player, or even just some death pieces, like what? Yeah, what do you I think? Don't... Like, unless you're trading a, sure, if you go and you were to trade like a leader in the locker room, let's say you get rid of a Carlo, yeah, 
or you know, I'm not going to say anyone in the top six, but you got rid of like Coil, right? Sure, sure that yep. might have more lasting impacts, but you're not going to be too smart to. Yeah, you're not going to be giving up take to away. get more guys. Like you're not giving up. Yeah. Anyone on the current roster, maybe outside of Craig Smith, to to improve. So. And I mean, obviously, the Bruins won't make any. I think we're we both agree that hey, don't make that trade. You're going to get robbed. You know, if you know Don Sweeney sent us yeah. details before it went through. But there's two reasons why you need to make. I don't want to say a big trade, but you know, bigger trades. Uh, it's the fact that your top two centers are making three point five million, and they chose to come back for another kick at the can, try to win another cup. You don't have next year. There's not a next year's not promised. Especially, I'd say you know Krejci. I'd say he'd be maybe more likely to retire than Bergeron, but you never know. Yeah. And that I I just I don't see a world where you. Unless there's not a trade to be made, which is very possible. Trades are a lot harder than, you know, you'd think, I'm sure. But you you got to add, and, you know, your top six is, when healthy, with the brusque up there, too, it's beyond dynamic. And, you know, your third line with Taylor Hall, Charlie Coyle, and I guess we could count Frederick on that third line, too. But even if you could get an upgrade over Frederick... Yeah. I mean, and then you create three lines that are just nonstop, and then, I mean... And then on that fourth line, you Polino, can still have Frederick, Greer, no Felino, Nosick, all those yeah, guys in there. Yeah, whoever. And that's four very good lines. But I, we talked about this last year and the year before. You know, Tampa, with that third line they had before they lost that entire line in one <laughs> offseason. Yeah. I mean, that was just... That was why they won the cup. They had three lines that were always coming at you. And do I think their third line is bad now? No, definitely not. But for a team in their situation where it's not like a a young, like the Devils, who are coming into their own, going to be good for a while, you know, you 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 don't have the luxury to sit this out and wait for your players to grow more because they're. We've said it all. I mean, they're, the average age of their forwards is twenty nine point nine. So yeah, jeez. You have to you have to add. You have to get a piece if it makes sense and if there's a deal to be made. Like I've seen people say Jonathan Taze, which I mean. Where do you put him in the fourth line center? Maybe you could spend those assets better on a winger unless you want to put Taze on the wing, but I don't know if that's even worth it because yeah. putting a player out of his position, he's played his whole career, his whole life. But I, you could tell me what you think about this. Ivan Barbashev. That's a name okay. that really intrigues me. Um, I'll do you one better of the guy that I have been thinking about. Ryan O'Reilly. That, you know, that's... You, that's you, put, you put him on the third line, you move Coil to the wing, I, then, like, you win. Bruins have enough to get him, though, you think? I I think they do, yes. 
I think the return would be similar to Horvat. Riley, O'Reilly's having a worse year. Like he's not having a great year. Wasn't he hurt? Isn't he hurt too? Wasn't he hurt at least? Uh, I don't know, but I just remember looking at his like points per game and just wasn't great. But yeah. even then, you put him as a shutdown. Games, so. Yeah, he has, oh, he has yeah, 16 I mean... points in 37 games, which he's never been the most insane point getter, but. When the Blues won the Cup, he had 77 points in 82 games. Say, 23 and 26 playoff high? games. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like... I did not realize that Barbashev had 26 goals last year. He did? Yeah, 26 goals, 34 point, uh, assists for 60 points. I don't know he was, who he was playing with. He was averaging... Not going to tell me, of course, but... Wow, for St. Louis, right, I like playing 18, I like that 19 idea. minutes of life. A life, a night. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, if you can get Ryan O'Reilly, I would take that over Barbashev. Why not both, actually? But, <laughs> you know, I think... I think, yes, they do need to get a depth defenseman. I've heard people say the Bruins have inquired on Luke Shen from Vancouver. That'd be a good depth guy. Yeah. I mean, the Bruins have showed us year after year that you can never have too much depth. So yeah, I think they definitely need to add. Can't rest on your laurels. Yes, they've had an amazing start through February, but we've been saying this whole episode it's a long way till April. And even if they keep up this pace, a whole different season once April comes. And yes, even if you're an amazing team that had a terrific regular season, you can still get. Your door's blown off like the Lightning did in 2019. I'm not saying that I think that could happen, but, I mean, it's a game played by humans, so you never know. Yeah. Want to wanna, wanna look at some uh, armchair GMs? Oh, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> Actually, uh, before that, quickly, Ryan Spooner update. Uh, 38 points in 56 games for Minx Dynamo this year. Um... Yeah, weird. Uh, I believe this is his lowest uh, point per game total. Uh, this whole uh, for what am I trying to say in his career? So, yeah, I guess he's. I guess he's just done. He's got to return to the Bruins. They'll they'll make them all better again. But fun fact, actually, he's had. Well, I guess they don't play as many games than KHL. But his NHL career high was forty nine. KHL, it's only thirty nine. So. Ignore the fact that he was over a point per game in that KHL season, but man, I I remember that 2015-16 season with uh, yep. Lucic, Spooner, and Pasta. Man, I thought Spooner was gonna be a real good player. Yeah, oh. it's crazy though. I I was thinking about this the other day. I forget who exactly I was thinking this. Of. It was a Bruin that didn't work out, but. Um, it's so crazy, like a scout or a player development or a coach that didn't mesh well and get the most out of a prospect, and then boom, there's potential wasted. You know, you never know how many times that's happened and which players that's happened with. Where if one little thing would have been different for that player, they could have been a superstar. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm crazy if you're thinking that specifically, but no, because really, like. Once you're drafted into the NHL, like, sure, there's obviously, like, yeah, there's going to be some physical differences, but yeah, I feel like in the end, it's just a lot of just it mentally. 
you know, because yeah. like some players are incredibly fast and some players are incredibly slow, but it's what, you know, obviously hockey, I, I'm not even thinking hockey IQ. I'm just thinking like uh, mental well-being just like in general and ability to overcome stuff like that in sports in general where mm-hmm. it it probably just comes down to comes down to that once once you're drafted and if you have people who are going against you actively or being like no 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 I really I really think that you should do this instead and it's just like it's not what you're good at or whatever and they're you know it's it's kind of a mm-hmm. roll of the dice for a lot of prospects once they get to the NHL yeah. or even before that and yeah and like there's so many examples of this but um like for, I just clicked on a random draft, like the Austin Matthews 2016 draft, going fifth overall. Yeah. Oli Yuho Levy, yeah. yeah. I mean, clearly was a fantastic player in junior. Like, what if a couple things were different? Maybe with, I guess Utica, the AHL team of the Canucks, or something, where he does yeah. blossom into what a fifth overall pick would be, and then he's making eight million a year and face of the of the franchise you know it's just crazy crazy you know the well i guess what do they call it the butterfly effect yeah where you um, really just have no yeah. idea yeah 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 i mean it, it really is crazy to like <laughs> people want like these players are followed from like 12 years old yeah all the way up, and then it's like it's also oh, the amount, guy, yeah, this, the amount of pressure that are that is placed on literal children from like the age of ten. The moment, yep, and intense hockey second, parents are like, "Wait, he could I be was good." Gonna say, yep. The second a parent hears that, okay, well, this Mike, your kid could do this and this, and then wind up in junior, and then he could get drafted. And it's like, oh my god, okay, he's on the ice seven hours a day. <laughs> yeah. But, anyways, um, what were we talking about? <laughs> I forget how we got here. <laughs> it's got there oh, from Ryan, Ryan Spooner. Spooner. Shout out Ryan Spooner. Oh, yes, because I said, I really thought he was going to be a player, blah, 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 yeah. blah. Anyways. All right. First trade. First trade. Oh, yeah, we were going to do that. Yeah. Uh, I have I have eight of them. This oh, okay. first one, I hate. This is stupid. Uh, but anyways, we'll we'll start... This is the more minor trade. Uh, Jacob Zaborl in a third round pick to St. Louis for Nico Mikola. I don't know who that is, but he's an extra left-handed defenseman. Uh, I don't know why you're trading your yeah. extra left-handed defenseman in Zaborl and a third for that, but all right. Uh, and then Maybe save a little bit of money. Yeah, and then uh, Jacob Locko, Craig Smith, and a first round pick to the Chicago Blackhawks for, and I want you to guess for who? Max Domi. How did you know? Well, because <laughs> I knew Domi's on an expiring deal, and it's not going to be Kane, it's not going to be Taze. Yeah. I figured it'd be someone different. I was going to guess that's, that's you, but I it's, come on, a first round pick plus Loco, and honestly, Craig Smith is kind of like I know I complained about him basically like at the start of the episode, but. Upgrading Craig Smith is not worth a first-round pick and Locko just to get Max Domi of all players. Yeah, that's... Uh... <laughs> Alright. That's, uh, that's what you would expect from Cap Friendly. I'm Next sure, one. I guess. 
Uh-huh. Craig Smith goes to the Devils for Patrick Moynihan and a seventh. That's just a cap dump. Probably just a contract being traded. Brandon Carlo goes to the Vancouver Canucks for Luke Shen, a fourth-round pick, and Jack Rathbone. <laughs> and then no John Beecher, Jacob Zaboral, a second and a first go to the Nashville Predators for Ryan Johansson, uh, four million retained, and most importantly, Jeremy Lozon. He's back. Oh my god. And then he's like the seventh defenseman. But oh, yeah, sure, this sure. is that's a choice. Ryan Johansson notably also has three years left on his contract. And this person is saying that for a first, a second Beecher and Zaboral, the Preds will be willing to retain four million for the next three years. <laughs> also, no, the uh, Ryan Johansson, no, thank you. Yeah. Uh, next one. Third round pick to the Canucks for Luke Shen. Uh, Mike Riley in a fifth goes to the Ducks because obviously it's the Ducks. It's for nothing. It's a cap dump. Then you have to the Blues, Craig Smith, Oscar Steen, this year's first, and then next year's third and fourth for Vladimir Tarasenko and Nola Chari because every oh, Bruins oh. fan has to add in the former Bruins <laughs> into these trades for some reason. And then he has Achari being the fourth line center. We're pretending Oscar Steen still has some sort of value. Yeah. Ever had any sort of value? Yeah, I mean, obviously, sure, there's a first, third, and a fourth, but I don't mm. know if that's. I don't know. I don't know if that's enough to get Nola Achari. <laughs> yeah, <alone>. exactly. <laughs> All right, next one. You're seeing such trends that the teams they're trading with, although granted this one's fair. It's the Bruins' only trade partner ever. Uh, Frederick and Wagner go to the Ducks for Nathan Beaulieu in a fourth. I don't know why you're trading Frederick, but okay. Brandon Carlo and Mike Riley go to the Canucks for Luke Mm. Shen and Connor Garland. Mm. And then Craig Smith, Jacob Zaborl, and a third-round pick go to the Blackhawks for Jonathan Daves. So the, basically the fourth line becomes Hall, Taves, Garland, and then Luke Shen is your second line uh, right-handed defenseman. I mean, if Jonathan Taves is your fourth line center, that would be, be pretty good. Well, he's no, sorry, he's the third line. Coyle is the fourth oh. line center. It's oh. Hall, Taves, Garland okay. is the third line. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. That's, uh, maybe I misheard you, but I thought I heard. Anyways, <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I mean, yeah, totally. Trade Brandon Carlo, yeah. <laughs> I love these trades. They they it's, make it's it's the fantasy world, and it's like, are you really, are you people really thinking that's gonna happen? And I love how in ev- almost every single one of these trades, like uh, Craig Smith is thrown in to someone who's selling. Well, here's like... the next one. <laughs> oh. Uh, Jacob Zaboral in a fifth also Zaboral's in all of these uh, to the Flyers for Justin Braun uh, Craig Smith a fourth and a second to Arizona for Nick Bukestad mm. and then Jacob Locko a first and Trevor Kuntar to the Minnesota Wild for Ryan Hartman mm. that's a name I've never seen be brought up it's a name that I'm like, eh, he has 14 points in 26 games this year. He had 65 points last year, but... 
I mean, hasn't... outside of Matt Dumba, I don't think the Wild are going to be selling. Yeah, also that. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's another one of those where I saw it and I was like, yeah, no, I got to I got to do this. <laughs> uh, oh, wait, I already showed this Blues one. <laughs> oh, there's a, there's another trade here. Uh, for Acharya mm-hmm. and Tarasenko. This one is Beecher, Nosik, Zaboral, a f- two-thirds and a second. Wow. And that's going to get Acharya and Tarasenko. And then also, Riley, oh. Smith, Wagner, and a first to the Predators for Matthias Ekholm, half-retained. You can Matthias me for a second, because you said Riley Smith? I thought, oh. the <laughs> Riley Smith? I was like, no. wait a second. <laughs> Sorry, but no, yeah, good. so so Riley, Mike Riley, Craig Smith, Chris Wagner, and a first round pick this year for Matthias Ekholm, half retained for the next four years. Uh, apparently, three, what is basically three cap dumps for the Bruins, you know, this year, they're still decent NHL players, and a first is going to be enough for Nashville to eat 12 million over the next four years, obviously. Um, yeah, sure. And then this last one is massive. Uh, God, where do I start? All right, Mike Riley gets dumped off to the Wild for a sixth. Thomas Nosek in a seventh goes to the Kraken for a sixth. Craig Smith goes to Washington for a fifth. Matt Grizzlick in a first go to San Jose for Timo Meyer. Hmm. And then Jacob Zaboral and Jeremy Swayman go to the Arizona Coyotes for Jacob Chikrin. So, who who does this person have as the backup, Kincaid? <laughs> they have a pussy. Oh, well, that makes <laughs> not even not even sense. Kincaid apparently. <laughs> I yeah. I I, I I love this. Never change, cap friendly. Never change. All right. Uh. Shall we hop to questions? Sure. All right. I don't have them up. Let me quickly. I I don't either. I was just going to read off this one. This person has the most random trades. Uh, They did a 2023 offseason. Ah, yes. Um, For trades, Peter Solaric and Kyle Kaiser to Toronto for a seventh round pick. It's wait, it's Solaric is still on on, on the reserve, on the reserve. What? List. So you're trading the rights to Peter Solaric. Yep, and then the RFA rights to Kyle Kaiser, a minor league goalie, for a seventh round pick. Um, and then you're trading Derek Forbert and a fifth to Chicago for a fifth. Mm. Peter Solaric currently has. 24 points in 38 games with Zug EV of the Swiss A League. <laughs> and uh, other people on that team? Please be someone cool. Uh, Justin Abdulkader, apparently still playing hockey. He still plays hockey? <laughs> he has one assist in 16 games. Oh, yeah. time to retire. <laughs> uh, maybe it's been time. Yeah, I did not perhaps. know he still played. That yeah. that's insane. And then uh also uh Jan Kovar. I don't know if you remember him. I do. But, but he had he played for Providence in 2018-19. The Bruins signed him for like a little bit. He had 10 points in 12 games with Providence 
and then he and then he hide then it. they I don't know they terminated the contract and he went back to the Czech League, and now he's in the Swiss A League and he's been on the Zug ah. team for four straight years. Oh my gosh! That I also Kristen said Juice. that name. I was like, oh my god! Caps legend Kristen Juice is on that team yeah. as well. Yeah, I I forgot that guy existed. I really want to. I kind of want to see who else is who else is in that Swiss A League because I just uh, apparently legends of the game. Yeah, I don't know if there's a way to search Switzerland National A League. I just want to see like I don't think Hockey Daniel TV Winnick. just has. I just want to see like who's leading stats wise, like players. If I got the right league. Then Roman Cervenka has 64 points in 52 games. Yeah, I know who that is. Daniel Winnick's third, 54 points in 48 games. Oh, yeah, Valtteri Filpula and Daniel Winnick are on the same team. Denny Mulligan. Sammy Vatnin is also on that team. Okay. What? David DeHarnay. Oh, my God. Dude, you know, you I really forget all of the players that actually do go overseas after their NHL career, which some of them you'd think, okay, they earned enough money, they played long enough, they'd be done. Yannick Weber is in that league. Casper's dog events. Wait, is he actually in it? Uh, or are you, or are you, did you I'm just the, think If I'm it? on the right league. Oh, no, now he's in the DEL. Ah. He was there last year. Oh, wait, gotcha. I was on... I was on last year's stats, dog. Pontus Auberg is there. Oh my god. Uh, Rapper Swill Jonah Lakers. Oh, Obviously butchered that. Um, they have they have a player named Mike Hal Jordan. Wait, he played in the NHL. Yeah, the Hurricanes guy, right? Yeah. How did I not know Legend. about this dude? Uh, remember Mikhail Bodker? Oh yeah. Legend. Oh my god, we're having fun over here. I forgot we we're still recording. <laughs> and this wasn't just like a post while it's uploading, yeah. Oh wait, Joe Kim Nordstrom. He's he's playing on Davos he HC. There? Yeah. Oh. He has twenty eight points in forty games. He's uh second most on that team. Go off, King. Yeah, I was in the wrong year, so I was looking at old stats. <laughs> uh, I'm literally just looking through each team's stats because Oh, Yannick Wokinen, that dude Oscar who Lindbergh, was on the legend. Devils last year, I think. Tyler Ennis. Victor Rask. Yeah, David Arahintne, I see now, 35 points in 42 games. You remember Sven Andragetto? I think. I think he played for the Canadians. Page is loading. Christy Domenico, Colton Sevier, Oscar Lindbergh, Tyler Ennis. All on this. Oh, Sven Berchi, Cody Gulabeth, Josh Juris. I haven't recognized like any of these goalies, but there's been so many just like random former actual skaters. Well, uh, Terry Filpula. Yep. Did you say him? Yeah. Oh, I forgot Alex Formanton's playing over there. Jordan Schmaltz. Is that a Bruins? No. Legend? Did I don't think so. No. Nobody did play in the NHL. Yeah, he did. 
Uh, Philip Schlopik is also there. I want to see he's a Sens draft pick. Oh, Alex Formanton. Huh. Different different circumstances for that one, nope. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Uh, Brett... Uh, uh, were, were we doing questions? <laughs> yeah, sorry. I just saw Brett Connolly on one of the teams. And... <laughs> oh, my God. That guy lasted longer on the Capitals than I thought he would have. Uh, also, yeah, Miko like Koskinen <laughs> is on that same team. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. He has an 897 save percentage with Logano, which I think is the team that Ryan Spooner first played for. But I might I'll be, take your word for it. Cody Eakin is also in the league. Anyways, yeah, so questions. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Tyler asked, why are we so pissy? And also asked, is it time Always. to move Carlo? No. Yeah, no. I And that's there's a big difference that people need to make. Yes, you can criticize Carlo and his mistakes because he's a good defenseman, but when he makes mistakes... You it's know. often ugly, but it's been more frequently lately. But hey, he scored tonight. Maybe that's gonna boost his confidence. Maybe he'll play better. But no, you're not gonna trade him. That's, that's... No, no. Also, just be the worst time to trade him. <laughs> hey, this dude is making a bunch of yeah. mistakes. Ah, yes, seems like the perfect time to trade him. Yeah, trade someone while their values at the lowest. Let's go. Yeah, I. It's just. The, the Plus, solution like is we not said earlier to... about trading people that are, you know, part of yeah. the core. You, you're not going to do that. Yeah. And I think, you know, he hasn't had an amazing year, amazing last few years, sure, but he's still a relatively reliable enough defenseman that I, I don't know, it doesn't really matter. Plus, you're not going to, who, who's better than him to fill? That whole you're that not you're going to be able to trade for, than... yeah, like you're not. Yeah. No, it's not. It's it's not time to trade Carlo. Okay, yeah. okay. I'm, I'm glad we're on the same page. Yeah, and then uh, lastly, Amy asked if JD is cleared after the break, which, by all accounts, that should be happening. Uh, who's yep. he bumping out of the lineup? Uh, easy answer. I Easy guess answer be... is any of the lock like <laughs> Locko McLaughlin spot was that was there, but in my world, Craig, Smith. Craig Smith, and you leave Locko in there for a little bit. I I would also like to see that, but don't always get what we want, do we? But yeah, <laughs> it'd be even better for cap wise, you know, if Craig Smith was the one who was sent down. I wonder what his buried penalty would be. I I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know if you can see that. I think so. I think if I he makes he makes three point one currently. A minor Um, salary. That's not necessarily his buried penalty. It does not say. Yeah, because his minor salary is four point three million. So, although it's also just his salary this year, it's the way the contract set up. But yeah. His cap hit uh, AV is still 3.1. But yeah, I don't know. I don't think you can see on cap friendly. Thought, Obviously, they would have it ready. But... Yeah. But yeah. Well, we will see. Yeah, I mean, I would like, like we said, I would, I'd love to find a way to see if Lauco can run with a fourth line job, but hey. 
we'll see. And on that note, oh, actually, I guess we did we did miss one thing. Uh, the Super Bowl is absolutely going to happen between now and the next time we record because, you know, unless the Bruins make a massive deal over the All Star break, we won't be doing anything then. So Super Bowl projections: Who's winning? Eagles, Chiefs. Well, for my mental health, I hope it's the Chiefs. I, <laughs> if the Eagles win another Super Bowl, man, I, no, I, Chiefs, please. I mean, what Mahomes did on one leg against the Bengals there was incredible. I, I don't know. I could very well see the Eagles winning it though, but I'm gonna pretend like I don't care. It's the Eagles. The Eagles are winning. They have such a good formula, and they have it down to a to a science of how to win. Yeah. I also thought in the divisional round it would be Chiefs, or not Chiefs, Bengals 49ers to get there, though. So oh, uh, here yeah. we are. <laughs> Maybe if Christian McCaffrey didn't have to play quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and Brock Purdy's... There's a chance he's having Tommy John surgery yep. as a football player. Like, um, he went from Mr. Irrelevant to Mr. Relevant to Mr. Tommy John. Yeah. I don't know. It's should be a good game. I, I guess. Yeah, I just feel like it's gonna be kind of boring. It it doesn't feel, like, exciting enough. I mean, even if the Niners were in there, it wouldn't have been exciting anyways. Mm-mm. But, I don't know. I agree. It's kind of just going to be like, all right, yeah, it's the Super Bowl. Hi, Rihanna. You just happen to pay more attention <laughs> to the halftime show, no reason. <laughs> there you go. Who, who was it? Who was it that asked if they could, uh, if they could watch the halftime show while playing? I don't know if you saw that. There was, there was someone who asked... I know last year the Bengals kicker watched. Yeah, McPherson. I don't know. I don't know if I can easily find that. I doubt it. Yeah. I believe you. Well, on that note... Oh, wait. The the other thing. Uh, Tom Brady retired. I don't believe it until... Allegedly. Uh, I won't believe it until he's in the Hall of Fame. And even then, I'll be skeptical. I saw that it was last year on February 1st that he also said he yeah. reti- he's going to retire. So, you know what? Let's give this about four weeks and maybe I'll start believing. Maybe. Does Does he just think that April Fool's is two months early or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Football's done out, that too. Oh, losing, to the, losing to the Cowboys in his final game, you know. Can't win the Super Bowl. He can't have the number one pick. Being the last team to beat Tom Brady, that's that's a constellation prize right there. Constellation prize, not constellation prize. No, yeah. it's written in the stars. It is. Let's go. But yeah, no, he'll he'll be back somehow. Watch. Well, on that note, uh, thank you for listening. If you made it well, this in far, that case, uh... yeah, uh, we'll be back. <laughs> At some point, uh, post All Star break, probably 
you know, three or after three or four of those games happen, so it'll be a few weeks, just because, well, it'll be nice to have that break, and then we'll definitely be recording more consistently, because if you've looked at the Bruins' schedule in March, oh, it's rough. They have, they have a, uh, they have a span of, uh, 20 days where they play, like, 13 games. So... It's literally like every other day. It's basically a Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday schedule for three weeks. So, oh, sweet. yeah, it's uh, not not really kind, but uh, that's the NHL scheduling for you. And yeah, I'm I'm trying to think of something clever to end this with, but I I really got nothing. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>